Hello. Enjoying the podcast? Uh, I am so far, thank you. I just wish I could actually do more to help. If you'd like to show support for Rareform, there are a couple of ways. And what ways would those be? Become a patron at patreon.com slash rareformradio. And then what? Make a one-time donation, or choose from a few subscription levels paid monthly for extra benefits. And what would those benefits be exactly? Those extra benefits include bonus episodes not available to the public, exclusive live streams, more interactions with the gang, along with other special perks that will change over time. But how do I know, like, what to choose? Choose your level of donation, and know that your contributions go to keeping the show running and growing. Okay, but where's the money going? Paying crews behind the scenes, and just supporting independent artists. Well, that actually sounds pretty great. Where do I go again? That's patreon.com slash rareformradio. Oh, cool. Thank you. Bye! The following program contains scenes and language of a frank and explicit nature. Discretion is advised. Welcome, everybody, to episode number 87 of Realform Radio. I'm your host, Dan Cleary, and I'm joined again with my friend, Kyle Conkeel. <laughs> What's up, Kyle? Was that like, was that like, Mim, like Mimsy from South Park? Mimsy, that's a good reference. I, I honestly, I don't know what that was. I don't know why I did it. It just like, the show was starting, and I just did it. To me, it sounded like... Uh, I don't remember even what it sounded like, but if I'm thinking back, I think it was like special needs Michael Caine, kind of. <laughs> like a little bit like a, I don't know, Batman. Maybe you should work on your own Batmobile. <laughs> special needs Michael Caine. I think I might have a new character here. <laughs> special needs Michael Caine. I'm embarrassed by that voice. It's, I think I'm turning red and I'm sweating. I don't know why I did that voice. <laughs> <laughs> oh, fuck. I Dude. almost want to restart, but I'm not gonna. I'm just, I'm going to do this whole show super embarrassed, yeah. I think. <laughs> you know what? So remember, remember after last week's podcast, when I was like, yo, Dan, was I like too extra? And you're like, no, 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 it was great. So I was driving back from San Diego last night. So I was listening, I was listening to the, to the podcast mm-hmm. and, uh, there was a couple of times, like, I don't know if I'm just being like self biased or just like jerking myself off here, but like, I laughed a lot. That, I mean, that's the whole point, right? Yeah. I mean, dude, why, why, why do this? Like, I do this show because I enjoy it. If I yeah. didn't enjoy it, I wouldn't do it. <clears throat> so if I can't get enjoyment from it myself, and if you can't listen and enjoy it, then what's the point? Yeah, it, it was great. It was great. I had a good. great time. I'm getting good feedback. I, I, uh, I told you when I talked to you, I saw you the other day. Yeah, um, we saw each other in person for the first time. Uh, I mean, I've seen you twice, I think, since the, the last pandemic year? started. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. Yeah, because like we said, like you work at a place that I deal with all the time for music, and so this like you know we've known each other for a long time. But um, I told you that like I, I I've been surprised by how much of my audience is fans of Bad Wolves. Like I just didn't. I'm so out of the music loop. I don't under I don't know who listens to what. So it was cool. Like people were like, oh, I really did Kyle. Um, um, people talking about the the bass players that you were mentioning from all the metal bands, like. A lot of my audience knows who those people are, and it's cool. Oh, great. Yeah. Great. Um, let me take a quick second and yeah. uh, welcome aboard our new dick fucks, our new Patreon supporters um, for the month. Um, welcome to the $10 tier, Mr. Andy Horn and MJ Schremer. Thank you, MJ Schremer and Andy Horn. 
And to the $20 tier, little Geraldine. Thanks, girlfriend. Um, yeah, so if you guys want to sign up and join our Patreon, uh, it's fun. We do a lot of extra shit. I got something, I think, pretty funny planned that should be out next week. Um, but go to patreon.com slash rareformradio. Pick a tier that works for you. Anywhere from 5 bucks to 100 bucks, you get all kinds of extra shit. Um, but, uh, but it's fun. Anyway, uh, yeah, so I'm out of touch with music. Um, I did a gig the other day. Uh, Dave Navarro and Chris Cheney and Tommy Lee played with this artist named Youngblood. Oh, yeah. yeah which yeah, I, I had. Youngblood. You do? Okay. Yeah, yeah. So I, I, I got The a only call. reason why I know him is from Bring Me the Horizon. What the fuck is that? They're like one of the bigger alt rock bands, okay. but they're like British. Like they used to be like metalcore, and then now they're like. Like, all right, so Bring Me the Horizon came out with a new record in 2020 during the pandemic. And this other band from the UK called Architects just came out with a new record. It's like number one on Billboard right now. Um, and then I'm listening to some of like our new stuff and I'm just like, oh, this is going to be the year of like fucking that type of music. Oh, like, so, you, so you feel like you're whatever you guys are doing on the new record is lining up to be right in with what's going on? I think so. But it's like we wrote these songs over a year ago. Mm-hmm. So now that stuff's coming out, that's like I feel like a lot of these bands, like they were kind of going in that direction anyway. <clears throat> I feel like maybe some of the stuff that we're doing, I, I just hope it doesn't sound dated. Right. Because it's like, you know, those guys live in the UK. I don't know anybody from the architects, um, you know, and I'm just like, oh, okay. There's like a really similar thing with like heavy bands kind of doing a certain thing right now. And right. hopefully, you know, when we release our record, it's not just going to be lost in sure. the, in the sea of stuff that's going to come out probably sounding like that. Right. <laughs> yeah. So I got, I got a call that uh, Dave was going to play with this guy, Youngblood. And I was like, cool, this must be some like cool rap artist. Like I just thought it was like a rapper. I don't know why like, young blood to me sounds like, sounds a, rapper, like yeah. a rapper. So I obviously the first thing you do when you're a 41 year old man when you hear a new band is you go to Instagram mm-hmm. and I look up young blood. And first of all, it wasn't spelled how I thought it was gonna be spelled. It's Y U N G B L U D. And what I see is this like 24-year-old ultra white English Brick. guy. Yeah. You fucking no, tosser, you fucking we're yeah, doing he's like rock super, super cockney. Oh, totally. Straight up. Like he's like a, a um Dick Van Dyke and Mary Poppins, like the chimney sweep type guy, like that kind yeah, of yeah, English yeah. accent. And uh super high energy. And it's, he's like a I mean it's, it's kind of rock music, but it's like a pop rock. I don't even know how to describe music anymore, but it was cool. But we went to uh the troubadour. And did this song, and it was cool. I mean, it was like the first, not the first, it's not the first gig I've worked in the last year, but it, it was, I saw a lot of old friends there. Um, yeah, you saw Steve-O. Saw Steve-O, my old drummer from Grace and Manners. Like I, like I was mentioning before, like my, my soulmate when it comes to like bass player, drummer, soulmate, Steve-O's mm-hmm. my guy. That's my Yeah, dude. I love Steve-O. Steve-O's oh, a great one guy. of the best. And he's Tommy Lee's drum tech. He's been there for a long time, so saw him and like i since i'm you know vaxxed and relaxed now i hugged him and i hugged navarro 
for the first time in a year. And he's the first person I've hugged besides my wife in a year. And it was, uh, it was emotional. It was very, very weird. You mm-hmm. know, like, uh, I don't know if you've, I don't know if you've been doing any hugging at all yet, but, um, it's, uh, it was a little bit like in a beautiful way, overwhelming, you yeah. know, um, cause I told him the day before him and I were on the phone and I told him that I just woke up cause I had a dream. I had a dream that I was hugging people and I'm like, how, how weird is that? Like we're at a point now where I'm dreaming about, and he goes, dude, like we're, we're good. I'll hug you tomorrow. Let's hug. And so we planned on doing a hug and <laughs> saw him and we embraced and like, he told me he loved me. I told him I loved him. And it was like a beautiful thing. And I'm just, I'm so, so excited. So you and Steve-O are getting married now? No, no, this is me and Navarro. Steve-O had to watch. Oh. <laughs> Steve-O had, I, so Steve-O was off to the side, super jealous. I was trying to make Steve-O jealous. That was the whole point. <laughs> so I, I, I got, me and Navarro got the hug out of the way. And then Steve-O and I did at the end of the day. So I, did, I made Steve-O wait, you know? Yeah, yeah. Because he's a drummer. So he gives a fuck about the drummer. <laughs> yeah. But um, wild times, dude. I, I yeah. just can't wait for people to be able to get back to normal and, and hug each other. So please make a plan, get vaccinated. Don't be scared. Kyle and I did it and we're mm-hmm. fine. We're fine. Yeah. I get my second shot on Monday. Oh, exciting. And then so you we'll can, have to, we'll you have to talk about everybody. Absolutely. Yeah. <laughs> I, I want to talk to you. Like we mentioned last week, I want to talk to you when you're like not feeling great. All right. Yeah. I'll check in. Like we do like 10 or 15 minutes. Give me like a health update and we'll cut it into the next episode or something. Yeah. 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 Um, <clears throat> so you had a day off today, your first day off in a while. Yeah. About eight days. How would you do with your day? Um, I, well, I planned on going grocery shopping. I didn't cause I'm a gigantic piece of shit, Cool. <laughs> but everything else I planned, I did. Like I cleaned, I cleaned up the conky space. I'm not sure if you saw it. They fucking turned off, but I had some sick LEDs behind the, the TV, mm-hmm. but it turned off. <clears throat> um, I cleaned my room, wa- did my, uh, washed my sheets. That's always nice. Had a, had a nice, long, hot shower. Um, <laughs> shower. Yeah. Good for you, dude. Did you? And, um, and I watched a lot of Hannibal. I've been watching that show. I have never watched it, and I'm a horror fanatic. I've heard the show is fantastic, and I've never done it. Mads Mikkelsen is amazing. Is that the dude that plays Hannibal? Yeah. Well, okay. he was also in Casino Royale. He was the bad guy in Casino Royale. Sure. Okay. Uh, and he was in uh, that Hideo Kojima game, Death Stranding, which was a super weird game. Oh, he's yeah. Like, he's like the yeah. final boss in that game. So I played that game for like three hours before I bailed on it. I yeah. Like, I, don't, I don't know what I'm doing here. Yeah, okay. I, I got I got stuck in an area, and my previous load would have put me like an hour behind, because I don't like the auto save. I don't like that shit. Oh, you don't? I, I like it. Um, for some games I do, but I if if I can save scum, I will. But in that game, I I I don't remember, but I don't think I can save scum. Okay. But uh, but yeah, it's it's a super. It's been a super cool show. I've binged probably. I'm up to season three in like less than a week. <laughs> Beautiful. How many seasons well, I, are there? I thought there there's was only, only two. there's only th- there's only okay. three seasons. Okay. Um, but you know I've been watching the studio over at Mates for since Saturday, Sunday, Sunday. Mm-hmm. So from Sunday to Wednesday, I mean until the end of the night when the band leaves, that's when I start cleaning up. Mm-hmm. I got nothing to do, and sometimes the bands are in there until midnight. So it's like I'm there from five. 
1230, but I'm only really working for an hour. Right. But don't tell Jimmy that. <laughs> oh, he doesn't give a shit. Yeah, that's true. But like that's true. He, he's sitting across from me. I'm pulling on my laptop. I'm getting my little speaker set up. He's like, what are you doing? I'm like, this is the fucking conky fucking single plex, dude. I'm getting <laughs> ready right. to start my fucking shows, dog. Get the fuck out of here. Why don't yeah, you go Jimmy, drive that Tesla down the seal beach? Close the door on your way out. I'm trying to watch TV over here. Yeah, pretty much. That's good shit. <laughs> <laughs> That's a good gig. I, I remember when I was uh, I was 16, 17, 18, I worked at a gas station in Massachusetts. And what I like, they, they had a t- TV in the office, but I couldn't really watch in the office. But what I wouldn't give to be like a teenager now with a job like that, just yeah. like playing games and fucking jerking off at work and watching movies. What a life. Dude, the one job that I really miss as an adult more than any other job that I've had, I mean, besides rocking out playing shows. Yeah. Is I fucking miss working at Blockbuster Video, man. I, I worked. I worked that. at. I worked at Blockbuster Video in uh, in Tonga, California, or Sunland, California. But I moved to Seattle for a short time, and in Seattle, I worked at Hollywood Video. That's funny. Yeah, that's funny. Um, how long did you work at Blockbuster for? I worked at Blockbuster for about two and a half years. Okay. Uh, but I was like. One of my supervisors or managers there was like, he, I hated him. And he would always like, he just had this like power trip. And back then, you know, I was like fucking 18, 19 years old. You know, I was still living at home and I didn't really have a care in the world. And I was just like, you know what, dude, go fuck yourself. I'm out of here. Yeah. You're not even going to call anybody to cover your shift. Like you're the manager. You figure it out. Yeah. I don't, work here. I don't work here anymore. <laughs> yeah. You're just going to walk out on me, huh? I was like. Yeah, unless you're going to fucking apologize for chewing me out in front of fucking customers. Yeah. Well, you know, I was like, no, the first words out of your mouth weren't fucking sorry. Yeah. Fuck you. Bye. See you later. Bye. <laughs> Conky so, out. Conk out. <laughs> so, you know, I, I did this last week and I want to do it again for ni- the year 1987. Okay. For dope shit that came out in 87. So I'm going to call this segment dope shit. It's a list with Conky. We're going we're gonna to expand it just a little bit, only because there wasn't so much theatrical heat. There Commando, was heat. motherfucker. Commando, dude. Oh, no, no. There is there is heat, but they're not, like, the volume of heatiness it wasn't 86. is not as much. It's not 86. Yeah. But, so, first, we're going to start with theatrical releases of the year 1987. Mind you, I'm one years old. Oh, and there's before we start, there's one thing I wanted to bring up. Uh-huh. And I'm not sure if this is a coincidence. I'm not sure if you believe in reincarnation. I don't, but I'm I'm ready to be swayed. So I myself, Kyle Scott Conkeel, was born September twentieth, nineteen eighty six, at eleven p.m. on the dot. Cliff Burton died September twenty seventh. 1986 at 11 p.m. on the dot. Wait a minute. When's your birthday? I was born a, a week, exactly a week before. Well, then how you? Well, you can't be reincarnated as him then if he was already alive. His soul might have found me, <laughs> and then you know reincarnated what? into a baby. Say no more. I'm convinced. <laughs> 
it's never been put to me in simpler terms. I am converted. I believe in reincarnation. I can't believe I have Cliff Burton on my fucking podcast. This is incredible, dude. <laughs> or, or you could say me being born killed Cliff Burton. That could be it. Maybe he's like, listen, I, so like, you know, um, in star Wars, like you can feel a disturbance in the force. Mm-hmm. Right? He so felt maybe, a disturbance in the base force. Yeah. So, you know, they're, they're, you know, on a European tour and it's winter and like they're on the bus and you come out of your mother and he's like, like, it's like, Oh, what the hell is that? And Lars is like, yo Cliff, what happened? What do you, what you feel? You look weird. What happened? And he's like, bro, I just, I, something, I feel something, something major just happened in the universe. <laughs> James doesn't care because he's drunk out of his mind. And yeah. Kirk is watching, you know, mummy movies in Frankenstein movies somewhere. Mm. And, uh, Cliff probably felt that a bass player juggernaut is now on the planet and he let his guard down and was in bed one night on the bus, not wearing his seatbelt in the bunk, crash out dead. And now here you are. Exactly. I mean, I think we kind of know that's what happened now. I, I, uh, you know what? I'm going to go ahead and say that that's probably what happened. <laughs> All right. So dope shit, a list. From Conky, the year is 1987. This, in no particular order, is what's dropping in your Cineplex this year. Okay, okay. First on the list, Lost Boys. Fucking awesome. Full Metal Jacket. Damn, okay. What is that? The Witches of Eastwick. That's a good movie. Underrated. Yep. Yeah, underrated. Predator. Fuck yes. Schwartzy. Robocop. Amazing. The Running Man. Two for two. Wait a minute. Did Schwarzenegger have three movies in 87? Oh, we're, we're getting there. Superman 4, The Quest for, for Peace, Peace, which was a terrible movie. When's the last time you watched it? It's been a while. I highly recommend anyone listening, just turn this podcast off and go find Superman 4, The Quest for Peace, and look at how bad the special effects are they are mm-hmm. unbearable like mm-hmm. i could, I, I sincerely think i could do better effects on my phone today than they did back then you probably could yeah all right and then we got fucking masters of the universe i saw that in the theater <laughs> dolph lundgren as he-man yeah 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 yep over the top fuck awesome untouchables but it's like a switch it's like a yeah. switch yeah untouchables okay, okay. Hellraiser. We have such sights to show show you. you. (laughs) Yeah. One of my, by the way, he is the most quotable horror person of all time. More than Freddie, more than anyone to me is, is pinhead. Oh yeah, of course. Yep. Harry and the Hendersons. (laughs) Yeah. I loved that movie. Okay. Good morning, Vietnam. Great. Uh, what else we got here? Space balls. Classic. Mel Brooks. <laughs> my, one of my favorites. Nightmare on Elm Street 3, Dream Warriors. <laughs> okay, you're laughing, but arguably that might be the best movie in the franchise. Yeah. Well, you know, it wasn't directed by Wes Craven. Directed by Frank Darabont, who ended yeah, up Frank doing Darabont. The Walking Dead Walking years Dead. later. There's just like this really, and I don't know if it's like... There's just this like underlying homoeroticism of that movie. 
Well, part two is the real gay one. Maybe that's the one I'm thinking of. You're thinking about the one with like the with the gym teacher in like the in the shower. Oh, gets his yeah, ass yeah, yeah, yeah. That's that's number two. Then. That's right, part two. Freddy's mistake. Revenge. Dream Warriors is like has Will the kid in the wheelchair and Philip yes. becomes the puppet guy and yes, yes, and uh, yeah, Nancy right. comes back. Yep. It, it is. It is. <clears throat> it has been a while. Mm-hmm. Uh, three men and a baby. Oh, that's good. Lethal Weapon. <sighs> I mean, maybe the best uh, buddy cop movie, like the, the ever. cop ever, right? Yeah. 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 Princess Bride. Oh, beautiful. And again, one of my favorites, ultimately, probably... I don't know. Anyways, I was going to say best in the series, but the next one is pretty fucking good. Evil Dead 2. Oh, sure. No, there's no way Army of Darkness is better than 2. 2 is the one. 2 is the one. Yeah. 1 was barely the one. <laughs> sure, sure. I mean, one, 1 was so meh that Sam Raimi literally did it again. The same movie. It is the same fucking movie, just yeah. like dialed in a little bit better. Yeah. Beverly Hills Cop. Two great raising Arizona. Oh my god, La Bamba. Oh my Richie <laughs> Monster Squad. I watched that a couple months ago, still great. I've been, I've been meaning to watch that again. Wolfman's got nards, <laughs> dirty dancing. Oh, I, I actually, I, I don't know why I have, a, I have a story about every one of these movies you're mentioning, but when I was a kid. My family took a road trip because we had family mm-hmm. in um, in North Carolina, and that's where the movie was shot. And my mom is like to this day just like super wet at the idea of Patrick Swayze. She loves Patrick Swayze. My mom was too, dude. Dude, our moms should scissor while watching Patrick <laughs> Swayze movies and just like dude, find I love. Met, I met Swayze before he died. Obviously, before he died. All <laughs> right. So, I mean, wait, I, I wait, wait, I, whoa. dude. It's my. I'm story time right now, dude. I'm I'm oh, story time. Shit. Back the right. fuck up, Continue. dude. Listen, Cliff. I know you're an amazing bass player, but just pipe down for a second here. So, <laughs> we went on a field trip, or not a field trip, a family trip to North Carolina, and we visited the set of the movie. We went to like where the where the what is it? It's like a camp or whatever it is where the yeah. it all takes place, and we all like jumped off the stage the way they did Swayze did in the movie. And in the gift shop, my mom bought a dirty dancing poster. My mom, who was an adult when we went there, bought a full size dirty dancing poster of like Swayze and Jennifer Grey. A big one, like a big poster. Yeah, yeah. Uh, it wasn't like one of those massive ones, but it's like, you know, normal size wall poster. Yeah. Two by four then probably. Yep. And, uh, Swayze and Jennifer Grey, face-to-face, romantic, beautiful, dirty dancing, the whole deal. Mm -hmm. She brings it home, and she wanted to put it in her bedroom. And my stepdad was like, no, we're not putting a fucking dirty dancing poster in our bedroom. (laughs) Like, by the way, I grew up super white trash, and now it's even too white trash for my white trash stepfather. (laughs) So, like, uh, he he put the kibosh. He goes, no, we're, we're not putting dirty dancing poster in our bedroom. So where did she put it? The bathroom. Worse, on my bedroom door. She made me put it on my bedroom door. So she could see it when your door was closed? Yeah, so to get to her bedroom, you'd have to walk towards the hallway, right towards my bedroom (laughs) door. So she saw it every night before she went to bed. 
And, you know, when you put posters up, you just kind of like put one piece of tape on each corner. She used an entire roll of tape and covered every single inch of it so I couldn't get it off of my door. Like she made sure it wasn't going anywhere. And it it was there for like... I felt like it was there for 300 years, but it was there for like the rest of my life living there. Um, <laughs> but like friends would come over and they'd be like, Oh dude, a uh, big dirty dancing fan. I'm like, no, my mom is, but please don't ask. I don't want to talk about it, but she made me keep it there for years and years and years. <laughs> so what's your dirty dancing story? Well, it's not really a dirty dancing story, but I, I have like two oh, Swayze stories. Okay. All right. So the first one, this is like the, you know, a total LA like story or whatever. So I was working at, I was working at blockbuster video and I was always the one answering the phones. Cause I'm the only one who could like talk and work at the same time. Everyone else had to <laughs> like a good skill set. <laughs> yeah. And like yell at customers while I'm on the phone. Like, ah, oh, hang on. So anyway, so I answered the phone. It's a busy Friday night. You know, I'm typing on the computer, ringing people up, whatever, what have you. And uh, I get a phone call and he goes, hi, this is Patrick Swayze. And I'm like, okay. <laughs> I'm like, yeah, dude, how can I help you? And he's like, do you have a copy of Guys and Dolls on DVD? And I was like, I was like, uh, could you give me like two minutes? I'm going to finish with this customer and then I'll go check for you. Is that all right? And he goes, yeah, sure, whatever. So I put him on hold, put the phone down. I'm just like, yo, I got Swayze on the phone, guys. <laughs> sure, sure. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So, <clears throat> you know, I finished with my customer. I go, I find the DVD. And if anyone calls for a DVD, instead of just leaving it out there, I would grab it and put it up front. And uh, so I pick up the phone and I'm like, uh, are you still there? And he goes, yeah. I was like, yeah, I got the copy right here. It's right at the front desk. And he's like, all right, cool. Would you mind holding it for me? I'm going to come pick it up either today or tomorrow. And I was like, I was like, yeah, sure. You know what? My name's Kyle. I'll be here today and tomorrow. Um, just let me know. Uh, and I was like, what name should I put this under? He's like, oh, just put, just put Patrick. And I was like, okay. Yeah. Okay. Sure, Patrick Swayze. <laughs> yeah. <clears throat> so the next day I'm working and I'm fucking just outside on a smoke break uh, throw my cigarette this big huge f-350 ranch king pulls up i'm oh, like boy. that is a big fucking truck and i don't even think anything of it I go back inside i go behind the till i'm doing my whatever shit and he comes up and he goes and it's fucking patrick swayze and he goes hey are you kyle and i was like yeah he goes you're holding a copy of guys and dolls and i was like yeah 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 you're patrick swayze <laughs> and i was like I was like, dude, I'm not going to lie to you. I thought you were pulling my fucking leg. I thought you were someone was crank calling, holding guys and dolls for Patrick Swayze. Like, how fucking random is that? Like, dude, the, the amount of people that would come into that blockbuster video. But for some reason, I didn't think the Swayze yeah, no shit. You know, was going to roll. And then I went outside on another smoke break because that, that was just me. I just did whatever I wanted that blockbuster video. Um. I go outside and I'm having a smoke break and we're talking about movies and shit. And he's like, you know, oh, so what are you in? I was like, yeah, I'm in a metal band. And, you know, <laughs> and it was a really great conversation. He was super sweet, you know, amazing guy, like just a really classy guy, mm-hmm. you know, and he was super respectful and he let me punish him, you know, for probably 15 or 20 minutes. And then he's like, all right, I'm going to go. I'm like, cool. You know, thank you for your time. You know, anytime you want anything, you call, you talk to me. <laughs> So but, what, uh, what year was this? Like what, what time, what era was this? This had to have been 2004, 2005. Oh, so all of his good shit had come out already. So this yeah. is post roadhouse point break, everything. Yeah. 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 Ghost. This is like, like crashed had just come out. I think 
Whoa. Okay. So did you geek out? Did you like give them the questions? Did you ask about Johnny Utah? Did you do that shit? No, no, I didn't. Okay. I I didn't want to bother him too much, but it's like, dude, the amount of people that came into that blockbuster video, like dude, Forrest Whitaker fucking came to that blockbuster. Oh, that's cool. the fucking kid who played uh, Napoleon Dynamite and Pedro used to Sean go to Hader. that blockbuster. Mm-hmm. And then there was the kid who was in that um, that Ryan Reynolds movie about it was called Waiting. About oh yeah, the kid who was like kind of like the main kid, but he was like in the background. Wait, is Waiting that like uh, the diner movie or yeah, where they're like okay, yeah. was it good or was it shit? It was. It wasn't great. It was all right, but it was. It had. It had some good. Uh, it had some good one-liners in it. Okay. Okay. But yeah, like that kid would come there, and then there was this other actor guy who would come in there all the time. Ricky Bell from fucking uh, New Edition. Okay. Would come in all the time. All right. So it's like you know, if you knew what you were looking for, like I remember, <laughs> I had this uh, older, older black lady who was one of my managers for a little while. I loved her. She was the fucking sweetest the sweetest and uh, i remember fucking ricky bell comes in and she like grabs me she's like that's that's ricky bell i was like yeah he comes in all the time he's like no you don't understand that's ricky bell from new edition i'm just like i know (laughs) (laughs) and i was like i was like yeah i know all about new edition i was like you gotta remember like my mom was like you know she was in her 20s in the 80s you know and uh she like literally freaked out to where i was I like love all right when, when he comes up i'll make sure that you take care of him and if you want to fangirl out i won't tell anybody i know? love that <laughs> what's funny about the the swayze thing is like when he called there was no reason for him to say hey it's patrick swayze like he can just ask for the movie and when you say you have it say cool hold it for patrick and like it doesn't like it's so funny that he he made it clear that he was Patrick Swayze. Like he was going to get special treatment at at Blockbuster at the B Buster, yeah. Um, and you know what's funny is that like in my head, talking on the phone, I was hearing him. I was you know listening, uh-huh. uh, like not one hundred percent like focused in on the conversation, uh-huh. but I was listening and I was <laughs> like, and it didn't even occur to me that this guy sounded like Patrick Swayze. Mm-hmm. Like that wasn't even a thought. Well, of course, of course. There's no context. Yeah. You know, just like just... homie. And then, but actually, before I met Patrick Swayze in person, I broke into his backyard. Okay. Now we're getting into some real storytelling here. What's up? <laughs> What'd you do? So my buddy Steve used to live right next door to Patrick Swayze at Rancho Bizarro. Um, that's what that's what his ranch was called. Awesome. And they shared a gate. And I remember I was completely underage, but, uh, you know, I don't think that really matters. I was completely underage, but we were drinking. Steve's dad was out of town for the weekend. Shame on you. And we had these uh, pre-mixed Jack and Cokes. They came in like a bottle or a can. They were fucking terrible. Oh, I'm sure. I never, I never drank, but I think I know that sounds bad. Yeah. Yeah. And, you know... I think there was probably like six or seven of them. And I had like two and a half or three. So being like 18, 19, I was smashed. Baller, dude. <laughs> yeah. And I, think there, and I think there was other bullshit there too, like Lynchburg lemonade or whatever. That was fucking fruity bullshit that I used to drink before I was able to buy alcohol myself and had a palate. Um, anyway, so we're drunk. It's me, my buddy, Steve, 
and my buddy Shane. And Shane? Shane. Oh, okay. Okay. Sorry. Like some Chinaman. Like some Chinaman named Shang Tsung. Yeah. I was like, oh, cool. I didn't know you had like a little a Chinese heist going. I love it. Okay, go ahead. So it's me, Shane, and Steve. And we decide that it's a, a great idea to break, to climb the fence. We knew there was an alarm type thing and the property was big enough to where like we hopped the fence and it's literally in the backyard and we went to the, um, the stables. He had stables back there with, you know, horses and shit. And we grabbed a rake. Of course. Yeah. We grabbed a rake. Um, I don't think there was any horses in there at the time. And if there was, we weren't like, you know, fucking with them because you don't fuck with horses because no. they'll, they'll fucking fuck you up. If you play Red Dead Redemption, you know, they'll kick you right in the face if you try to go in those saddlebags. Yeah. And they'll turn you fucking, <laughs> they'll turn your whole life around in the matter oh, of will. a second. Absolutely. Um, <clears throat> and so we get closer to the house. We decide to army crawl towards the house. We don't know what we're going to do when we get there. Like there was no malicious intent. We just wanted to see how close we could get to the house. Cause there's cars in the driveway. I think his brother was like taking care of it when he wasn't there. Okay. We get about 25 yards. No, not even to about 15 yards from the front door. Like we can see the front door and this ear piercing super loud alarm starts going off like me 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 and i'm just like we gotta run boys <laughs> and so we turn around i have the rake don't ask me why i have a rake i don't know anyway my, my question is why didn't the other guys have rakes that's the question i had I the rake. Know. there you go so it was kind of an uphill to get to the fence to climb over and there was, I did a jump to like jump over this like trench that they had built out for the rain. So it didn't like puddle up in certain uh -huh. areas. And I completely miscalculated the jump. <laughs> and I like hit the edge of the trench, like with your legs and you know, like ever jumped oh. on something and your legs just like kind of go into Buckle, your stomach. Of course. And I just of like, course. and I flop back. <laughs> Friends like, what are you doing? I still have the rake in my hand and I get up I'm all covered in mud and dirt and we climb back over the fence and then we like hide in the garage. Like we're not even in the house. Like you can still obviously hear us talking in the garage, you know? And now you're back at your friend's garage. We're back okay. at the friend's garage. We hopped the fence because the alarm started going off. And <laughs> I remember like the police never came, okay. you know, like I, I had a feeling this guy, I don't know if, if, if Patrick was there, if it was his brother, but I had a feeling he was just like, these are just kids. Like, I don't, they don't even know what they're doing here. There wasn't, like I said, there was no malicious intent. You guys no probably one. weren't the first ones to do that. Exactly. Yeah. And uh, I just remember the next day, Steve's dad called and was like, I don't know what the fuck you're doing in Patrick Swayze's fucking backyard, but will you return the goddamn rake? <laughs> oh my God. So he knew, he knew. Okay. So that's yeah. an, uh, Mr. Like, Steve. Yeah. Yeah, 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 your boys came over here and uh, they took a rink. <laughs> Amazing. Um, in my like stupid brain, my fantasy would be like, you're trying, you you know, your belly crawling, your army crawling in there, the mm -hmm. alarm goes off, and Swayze and Sam Elliott come out to fist fight you guys. 
yeah. roadhouse style, full on yeah. double deuce protecting the ground. That's as long as Sam Elliott had that mustache, oh yeah, then I would be completely 100% okay with that. Dude, you know that I was in a Star is Born, right? I imagine you know that. No, I didn't. I mean, I, I play a guitar tech in A Star Is Born. So you play your so, you, so Dan Cleary plays Dan Cleary in a movie with Lady Gaga and Brad Bradley Cooper. Correct, correct. Um, yeah, they they hired like real stage people, so people would like so people that would be there that look like they know what what to do. Why so, wasn't I in that fucking movie? Nobody called me. Do you know Robbie Allen? You must. Yeah, I know okay. Robbie Allen. So Robbie Allen was in charge of uh, bringing bringing guys Thanks. in to fill those roles. Thanks, Robbie. Appreciate he didn't it. listen. He knew that you were you were destined for success, and you didn't need a gig like that. I needed a gig like that. So one of the perks of that, besides like you know meeting Gaga and being in a cool movie, is uh, I got to talk to Sam Elliott a bunch. That's and dope. There's something about. I mean, his voice is maybe in the one of the top ten most iconic actor voices of all time. Yeah. And when you're looking into his eyes and you hear that voice, it's like your hair just like flows back. Like heaven is just talking into your face and it's so soothing. And he is such a nice man. Uh, it was just something I'll never forget. And the fact that the dude from big Lebowski called me partner was just, Hey, how you doing partner? You having a good day today? Hey, like that partner. kind of shit. partner. It's like, Oh dude, yeah. say it again. Say it again, Mr. <laughs> Elliot. It was cool as hell. Um, so before I get too off track. Yeah. The only reason why I wanted to do a part two to this list uh-huh. was because the albums released in 1987. Only one really matters to me. You know, all right. There might only be one that really, but this is the type of shit that like, I wish I was in my late teens, early twenties in the eighties. I really feel like I, I, w- I would have been, I would have been something real big back then. But anyway, here we go. No particular order. The heat that came on your radio stations and on your fucking tape decks in the year 1987. Appetite for motherfucking destruction. Okay, then that's the one I'm waiting for. List is over. <laughs> like that's, if that was the only record that came out in that year, it would have been enough songs to fill the radio for the rest of the year. Yeah. But... The Joshua Tree. Wow. Wow. Okay. Hysteria. Def Leppard. All right. Now, if you Hang guys on. have never, I know just quickly, okay. if you guys have okay. never sat down and listened to Hysteria with headphones on, and you have hear, to, like it is Mutt Lang and Def Le- Mutt Lang is the guy who produced that record, but Def Leppard has a sound like no other band. The production is so specific to them and so huge and just layered vocals and layered guitars they're some of the biggest sounding records ever and mm-hmm. that song beginning to uh, that record beginning to end is bangers the whole thing yeah yeah it's just literally all killer no filler yep just top-notch death lap and i won't and i need go ahead the next one this might be this might be the last one. I have to screen. I'm gonna have to, to to kind of scroll through this. Fear a little of pain, bit. bad. Oh shit! Boom 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 boom. 
Hell yeah. And then, you know, some notables <clears throat> are uh, <clears throat> Among the Living, Anthrax, um, George Michael, any, Faith. Was there any Beastie Boys that year? Or was Paul's Boutique 1986? I don't see any Beastie Boys here. Okay. Another another notable mention, Kick and Excess. Good one. Okay. Yep. Oh, how could I have forgotten this? What do you got? Fucking introduce yourself, Faith No More. Is that pre-Mike Patton? Yes. That is Chuck Mosley. We care a lot. Oh, yeah. Okay. Yep. I never got into early Faith No More. I, I love, love it all. the band. But like Angel Dust and The Real Thing are perfect albums, both of them. Yeah. And the way that The Real Thing starts out with From Out of Nowhere. Mm-hmm. Like, oh, you could take Epic off that record. Mm-hmm. And that whole record is still a banger. Come from out of nowhere. Oh, never let me down, David Bowie. Ah, fuck that guy. <laughs> What's he done lately? Oh, what? Under what is this one? Under the signs of the Black Mark Bathory, one of the first black metal bands that came from Norway. Oh yeah, I, I know nothing of this. Yeah, well, you know, I'm I'm probably only going to be able to do up to well, we're at 87 now. Probably 89 is probably. Yep. But yeah, we're going to start seeing we're going to start seeing some death metal, some black metal, mm-hmm. some cannibal corpse, okay, some okay. morbid angel on right. this list. And uh that's those pretty are the good. Notable, notable releases for the year 19. I mean, like if you think about it now, I mean, granted, we are, you know, 30 years into the future, over 30 years into the future looking back at all these releases that came out and like, you know, movies that came out in 86 and 87 and releases that came out in 87 music wise. And we're just like, look at all this heat, but it's like weird. A uh, grand, we are in the middle of a pandemic. I know a lot of bands don't want to release a record during a pandemic. Uh, there has been no real movies besides tenant that have been dropped. Yeah. You know, and that one's a fucking confusing, like bro, Chris Nolan, I get it. You're fucking smarter than everybody else. Yeah. Stop making shit that I don't fucking... I literally had to watch a ending explained on Tenet because I had no fucking... The more you think about it... Listen, yeah. Don't don't make movies for Mensa. You know what I mean? Yeah. Like, make movies for... Well, make them for whoever you want, but don't get upset when no one sees it or understands and when no one wants to see your next movie because they're like, huh? You know? Yeah. I haven't even tried it yet. I've he- I heard it was so confusing. I don't even want to try it because I'm not, I'm not super smart, and I have a tough time following tough movies. Listen, I like Nolan. You know, I thought Memento. I thought Memento was Amazing. great. Mm-hmm. Mind you, that was also filmed in Burbank and Sunnatonga, where I grew oh, up. Son of a bitch. Okay. Yeah. All right. Yep. Um, it's great. I love that the whole thing plays backwards, but it's like just as surprising at the end slash beginning as it was at the beginning slash end. Right. And it was, it was smart without really granted. You did have to pay attention to it, but it was smart without feeling condescending. <laughs> Fair. Yeah, that's true. That's true. And, and you could follow it no matter who you are. You can, you kind of know what's going on. Yeah. You know what I mean? Um, <clears throat> you mentioned faith no more. And we're talking about movies and you said, uh, we care a lot. Have you seen this movie on Netflix called I care a lot? No, I have not. Dude, I watched this movie last night and or the night before, whatever it was. 
And it's about, uh, it's, you know, like when, when older people get like dementia and someone has to become like their proctor, someone like a, someone is assigned to take care of them in their estate. Yeah. It's about a woman who her, her job is that, but she like seeks out very wealthy old people to kind of fuck over and take their shit. It's, the first half hour of this movie, I'm not going to spoil anything. I'm not going to, but I just want to encourage people to watch it. But like, I'm not super affected by movies. I was clenched, like fist clenched the first half hour, like furious at this woman in this movie of how evil and awful she was. Jesus. But it becomes, there's a, there's a good twist in the movie and things, you know, it's, and at the end it has a whole uh, statement on, you know, healthcare and the world that we live in. But God yeah. damn, that movie was infuri- I haven't had a movie that has given me that kind of visceral anger in a long time. You know what I mean? Like I watch a lot of horror movies that are brutal yeah. and people are getting killed that shouldn't, but this movie of just like that's old fiction people, though. True. Well, this one, I mean, this one is too, but it could happen easily. Oh, it's I, not based on a does. real story. No, no, it's fiction. Oh. It's fiction and it had me this angry. It's not a documentary. Oh, it, I thought it I, was like a docu series. No, or something. it's scripted. It's just a, a you know a movie. Yeah. Um, but I haven't been that angry at a movie in a long time. But it was worth watching. So anyone listening, check out. I care a lot. I just puked in my mouth, and it tastes so disgusting. <laughs> oh. Acid reflux. Yeah, so why don't I, you suck down some more of that monster, bud? So I'm drinking this watermelon monster. And for dinner, I had uh, hot chicken, like Dave's hot chicken, which is like the super spicy chicken. Yeah, yeah. And then I had 12 dark chocolate Oreos. So <laughs> the burp I just had was something that I hope you guys never experienced because there was a lot going on. <laughs> a lot do going you, on in that motherfucker. Do you, do you eat the pickles from Dave's? I hate pickles more than most things. Dude, you don't like mustard. You fucking don't like pickles. You know what? I'm that guy. I'm that guy that you can call when you're like, hey. I'm not going to eat this pickle yeah. and I will raise my hand and say, may I please have your pickle? Yeah. I don't like pickles and mustard. Know what I do like getting laid. Okay. And I get <laughs> laid because I don't eat pickles and mustard because no <laughs> one wants to kiss a pickly mustard breath. Motherfucker. Look, I brush my teeth, dog. I got Listerine. Prove it, dude. Come over here and kiss me with that face. Let me, t- <laughs> let me, let me taste those lips. I'll tell you if you, if you eat pickles or mustard. Man, I don't know why. By the I just way, what? By the way, I am. <laughs> I'm. I'm not gonna lie. With you know the analytics that you gave me last week about having a ninety percent of the whammons yeah. listening to your podcast, none of them slid into my DMs. I had no message request this week. I mean, dude, why, why would, why would they like the alphas right here? You don't, why are they going to go slum into one of the co-hosts? Like a, a guest? No way, dude. <laughs> I got like 900 tits in my DM since we last spoke. <laughs> I'm kidding. No, I haven't. Listen, ladies, if you're listening, go support KS Conkeel at KS Conkeel. Tell him you like what he does. Tell him you like his beard. Tell him you like his glasses. Tell him you like his cyberconk t-shirt. That his, he, by the way, we're both wearing our, our own swag tonight, and this was unplanned. We're just two egomaniacal, bass-playing, podcasting Narcissist idiots. Yeah, yeah. But listen, well, to be fair, you yeah. told me the mm-hmm. last time we did it, because remember, I listened to it last night. Yep. You told me, why don't you wear one of your own t-shirts next week? Oh, there you go. Okay. 
So Dude, it was. It was I literally, kind of, <laughs> I forget everything I say. Every so show. Why? Which is actually why, like, after I was done, I was like, oh, shit, did I get fucking kind of crazy on the mm-hmm. podcast? Yep. But then I look back, I was like, you know what? I was, I, I was more myself. I was comfortable. I was having a laugh. You know, uh-huh. we were making fun of each other. Hell yeah. And I was like, okay, it wasn't that bad at all. I was just worried that, uh, that I don't know. I was getting like too cray, but also I, I do, I do want to, I do want to give a shout out to the unsung hero of this show, Mr. Frank, the editing guy who edited my belly out when I asked him to. So thank you. That was Frank. well done. Yeah. That was I, well done. Thank you for saying that because, um, Frank Argueta has been with dark matter and now rare form forever. And he Huge does cock. He, massive dude. He's, he's from uh, Guatemala or some shit and they, yeah. pa- they pack a punch down there. Yeah, they do. And his wife is tiny and she is always hobbling everywhere she goes <laughs> from getting slammed by that huge anaconda all the time. And, um, you know, good for her, good for him. But huge thanks to Frank, who does this show out of the kindness of his own heart. He's usually in studio with us when we're doing actual shows yeah. and would be part of the show. And now he has a full-time job. He's super busy all the time, but he finds time to edit this show and put in all the special effects that you see on YouTube. Which I appreciate. Um, it's and great. by the way, I, I never do this shit, but I got to start doing it. If you're watching this on YouTube, please subscribe. Please hit the like button and please comment. I didn't realize it, but like that's the stuff that helps build this show and it starts suggesting it to other people. So if you do like this show and you do support what we do, please subscribe, like, leave a dumb comment if you want, criticize, whatever you want to do, but it helps a lot. And again, I've asked this before, go to iTunes, go to wherever, and please give a rating and a review. It helps grow the show immensely. Um, so I can keep doing this for you as long as possible. But huge Frank, huge thanks to Frank and also Uncle Creepy, who is the guy that wants to show posts. He goes and cuts out all the clips. So when I post clips on Instagram or whatever, oh, that's all Uncle thanks, Creepy. Uncle Creepy. By the way, how, how funny was that uh, drunk, drunk Dan and Kyle video? <laughs> that was really good. You I, slow I, it down. Oh, yeah. You, <laughs> go, you go on YouTube and you can slow down any video. And it just like, it makes everyone talk like this. And everyone sounds drunk. And no matter what you're saying, you sound stupid. <laughs> it's really funny. It's fun to I do. Mean, no matter what I say right now, I sound stupid. <laughs> That's so it's it, really dude. Mad. That's it. I'm actually... Um, I'm actually probably a lot more more fun when I'm drunk. I mean, a lot of people are, you know, unless you become the guy that like starts fighting people. No, I'm not a fighter. Have you ever been in a fist fight? Dude, it's I've been in like three or four fist fights in my entire life. I'm not a fighter. They suck. It's never been my thing. And I've lost half of them. Yeah. You know what I mean? So I'm yep. only like my record is not good. Yeah, 500. You're two and two, which is like, you know, whatever. You yeah. Know what I mean? Um. There is nothing fun about being punched in the face. It's no, it sucks. Yep. Especially when they get you like kind of right here or like on the nose a little bit. And it like, it doesn't break anything, but it's just like, it stuns you. And dude, like, oh, dude oh, when, when I was in high that? school, I had beef with this dude who, uh, uh, thankfully he's dead now. <laughs> oh, fuck him. He's um, dead. He's dead. Fuck that guy. Um, this dude was in my face. And he was a golden glove boxer and he was a little bit older than me. I was in high school, but he was a golden glove boxer and we're standing face to face and 
he's talking shit to me. I'm just like, dude, I, I, I don't want to fight. I'm good. Like, I don't have a problem. And I didn't even see him move. And then all of a sudden, I can't see. And I'm like doubled over in pain. He punched me in the eye. And when you get punched from a boxer, or I, I imagine any kind of professional fighter, you don't see it coming. You don't, like, I was prepared to fight. I thought, it felt like, you know, when you're about to get into a fight, your body tells you, like, hey, uh, heads you're up. probably going to get into a fight right you now. You know, the, the antenna goes up, and you can feel it coming. You start getting the butterflies. And I was trying to, I'm always the guy that tries to talk my, talk my way out of a fight. But this motherfucker yeah. swung so fast. He had his hands down, didn't even lift them up, just hands down. And then all of a sudden, I couldn't see. And I was like, what the fuck? And he only hit me once. And uh, within five minutes, we were shooting hoops together. Like, it's weird. Like, the way sometimes, the way fights work with dudes sometimes, yeah. you scrap a little bit. And then you're like, okay, we're cool. You wanna hang out? Like, you wanna yeah. go for a drive? He you sucker wanna... punched you, though. He, I mean, yes, we're face to face, so it's kind of hard to call it a sucker punch because I, I could see him, but man, it, I mean, there was no warning. But I guess if I, if I was going to hit someone, I don't know if I would warn them either. I've been in some fights, and I, mean, I always uh, try to get the first shot in if I can. The average Joe is going to wind up, you know what I mean? So if right. it, if he wasn't a fighter, right. he would have so, you would have saw that that fist true, clench, true. and there would have been that wind up. But the like, average Joe, like, the average Joe. <laughs> Needs to wind up. This guy yeah. didn't. He knew. No, he probably caught you with a left jab just from the hip. Just bat. No, it was it was a right because my left eye is the one that went out. But like uh. he just like hit me from his legs or hip. What? Yeah, exactly from the hip. Just um. But dude, I just I it was so fast, so fast, and uh, I definitely hope that's the last time um I get punched because I don't like it. Um, I'll say it right here. I'm not a fan of it. No. I don't like it. I don't know. Like everyone's like, oh, beat your fucking ass. I'm just like, bro, calm the fuck down. Like whatever your gripe is with me, like it ain't that important. I was like, you know, we're old. We're going to wake up sore tomorrow. We're going to go to jail. (laughs) There's real world consequences for getting into a fight when you're over the age of 18. I was like, and now that I'm in my mid thirties, it's just like, that is even more unimpressive or undesirable it's like really dude really it's not cute it's not cute to get arrested for fighting in your 30s or 40s um no i I, uh i get worked up like people can give me shit and i can kind of deal with it i get really upset if someone's fucking with my friends that's when i kind of get like i'll step in quicker for my friends than i will for myself yeah or if someone if someone like made a comment to like my wife or, or made some, if, if a dude, if I was in a bar and a dude like slapped my wife's ass, I would probably kill the person. Like, but my, I might kill him. But yeah. um, every few years I go through like two or three weeks, maybe a month of feeling really aggressive uh-huh. where I'm looking for someone to give me shit. It hasn't worked yet, but like I'm waiting for someone to like road rage me so I can pull them out of their car and kick their face in. Um, every few years, I have this like weird, like a like I like a blood bloodlust mode. But I never act on it. But then it goes away eventually. I don't know what it's about. Actually, the last fight that I was in, I wouldn't even really consider it was a fight. There, were, I punched somebody in the face. Mm-hmm. Um, I was at a bar in Pasadena, and you know I was with my buddies. 
you know, a couple of the guys that, you know, that I broke into Patrick Swayze's backyard with, cool. but we're older now. We can go Shang, to bars. Shang and the other guy? Yeah, Shang Sung. Shang Sung and Steven. Okay. Um, and <clears throat> so my buddy Sean's there, you know, and Sean, Sean's kind of a hothead as it was. But like, I was like real tipsy and I was, I was feeling kind of, I was feeling kind of feisty. There was, there was a little bit of that bloodlust going on that you're just talking about. Mm-hmm. And I remember this dude <clears throat> slaps Sean's girlfriend's ass. Nope. And I literally, I'm sitting down at the, I'm sitting down in a booth. Mm-hmm. My friend's talking, hey, you know, whatever. Meh. And then I see it out of the corner of my eye. And without hesitation, without anybody else knowing what the fuck was going on, I get up and I lunge at the guy. Yeah. And I just start like swing. I'm missing because the security guards had already saw me. Uh-huh. So they're grabbing me and I'm trying to hit this guy. And they're like, what the fuck's your problem? I was like, dude, he just slapped my friend's girlfriend's ass. Mm-hmm. And she's like, he did. He did. <clears throat> we both got kicked out of the bar. And one of my buddies came out to like see how I was doing. Because they were my ride. There was no Uber when I was 21. It was a $40 cab ride home. And I wasn't going <sighs> to pay that. Right. I was in Pasadena, mind you. And I see the guy outside and my friend's talking to him like, dude, what the fuck's your problem? And he goes, it was just a fucking joke, man. It was just fucking blah, blah. And and I'm like, I hear him. I'm like, dude, just shut your fucking mouth. Sexual assault's not a fucking joke, dude. You're lucky my friend didn't fucking get to you before I did. And uh, he's like, you guys are just fucking too up. So he was super fucking preppy fucking whatever asshole imagine defending sexual assault as being a joke and i remember i kind of just i kind of just lost it and i fucking just threw a wild haymaker and i hit him right here and his head bounced off a brick wall (laughs) and uh as he's on the ground he's like you hit like a bitch and i just didn't even say anything i just walked and i was walking to the car park where my friend had parked and he starts running after me and my friend who was a security guard at the time got him in one of those illegal chokeholds and like the guy was like scraggly enough to get out of it and uh as i'm crossing the street cigarette in my mouth of course my fucking hand hurts like a son of a bitch because i don't know how to punch properly and uh cigarette in my mouth and two fucking pasadena pd cars roll up this guy who's he looks like fucking pumpkin head mm-hmm. um, waves them down. That guy punched me in the face and I have a cigarette in my hand and I'm just like, and they're like, did you punch that guy in the face? And I was like, yes, yes, sir. Yes, I did. And they're <laughs> like, why? And I was like, well, he slapped my friend's girlfriend's ass and he doesn't know when to shut the fuck up. And um, they were like, well, you can't just go around punching people. And I'm like, yeah, he can't go, he can't go around putting his hands on girls. Like, I don't care. Take me to fucking jail. I don't care. <laughs> right, right, right. And so they cuff me. Mind you, cigarettes still in my mouth. Perfect. Being cuffed. <laughs> and I'm just like, this is it. I'm going to jail. Yeah. My mom's not going to be real happy with me at all. And uh, the security Nobody knows the trouble I seek. <laughs> the security guard for the bar runs out and goes, Stop, stop. Don't arrest the guy with long hair. And they're like, he punched that guy in the face. He goes, Good. 
That guy's literally been asking for it all night. He put his hands, he touched his friend's girlfriend's ass. We had to kick them both out of the bar because this guy was about to beat the shit out of him for fucking touching his girlfriend's ass. And he's been asking for it all night. So the cop basically says to the other guy, he's like, are you going to press charges? He goes, fuck yeah, I'm pressing charges. Like a real, like a real fucking dude, you know? Sure, sure. (laughs) Cool, man. Yeah. And he goes, all right, cool. You're both going to jail. Book them both. (laughs) And he goes, what? What? No, no, no. He goes, if you want to press charges, you're both going to jail. You're going to jail for sexual assault, and he's going to jail for assault and battery. (laughs) The guy who has assault will be out tomorrow morning. You'll be going to court, sir. Yeah. Yeah. Right. And uh, he's like, no, no. He's like, all right, cool. You both go home, sleep it off, probably never fucking see each other ever again. Or you're both going to jail tonight. Yeah. Your choice. Yeah. Yep. Cigarette still in my mouth. Get on, unca- <laughs> get uncuffed, <laughs> grab the cigarette, smoke it. So good night officers. He's like, don't fucking punch anybody else tonight. I was like, don't worry. I'm all punched out tonight. <laughs> that's good. Yeah, My hand hurts. So I'm going to go home and ice it. And that's about it. Yeah. God damn. Yeah. Fights are not fun. The fights are not no. fun. They're scary. And then like nowadays, like, if you're going to start a fight nowadays, you just don't know who you're talking to with, with the rise yeah. of like the UFC and ultimate fighting and kickboxing and or even just uh, people having guns or guns or knives, dude. Of course, of course. But as far as like, if you, if a guy ever gets in your face and has the cauliflower ears, just nod oh, you, and say, yes, sir. Yes, sir. And yeah. walk away, buy him a drink and walk away. I have another story, please. I have another story. So I got this buddy. He's more of an acquaintance, but his name's David. Like a fuck buddy? No. No. <laughs> I mean, I probably shouldn't have even said his name on here, but whatever. Do you, do you want to bleep it out? Yeah, my, just bleep out his last name. Okay, cool. Bleeped. Um, and we all know not to fuck with David. Okay. Like, he's the sweetest fucking guy on the planet. You, you, you wouldn't want to fuck with him regardless because he's just a, he's a really genuinely nice guy. He's always got a smile on his face. He's happy. You know, he's a wonderful human being to be around, and I loved partying with this guy. Mm-hmm. And, but we all know that David does fucking, he's like a, a martial artist. I don't know what he does, if it was kung fu, karate, but he had been doing it like his whole life. So it's something he's good at. It's something okay. he's really fucking good at. Okay. And I remember. There was this backyard party somewhere. I don't remember what year it was. I was definitely underage. Um, and there was this guy who was like fucking with David. And I was like, dude, you know, you don't want to fuck with this guy. Like, I'm not saying that because I'm trying to make you scared. I'm saying that because I don't want you to fucking die tonight. Yeah, I'm, I'm literally trying to help you, sir. I'm trying yeah. to help you. Yeah. Like, you're not going to have a good night. Yeah. Oh, f- fuck that. You know, uh, he would use the derogatory term for a homosexual uh, and call him a whole bunch of other names. And then he pushed David. And before he could, like, pull his hands away from the push, David grabbed his arm and yeah. fucking... You know, took him down to the ground and just shoved him to the ground. And the guy gets up and I was like, cool, you're done. Like, he wasn't done. Oh, <laughs> prepare to be dismantled, sir. 
and it and it wasn't like it was just like one of those things where it's just like this guy didn't his drunken pride was too important than to just be like you know what i probably shouldn't mess with this dude he didn't even touch david yeah just guy was just like just like all right cool yeah this it's is like fun. matrix stuff just like whoop yeah whoop <laughs> sure yeah yeah, you can't compete with people that are like like professionally trained. Just don't even don't even bother. Don't bother. I mean, I I wouldn't bother with anybody. Like, yeah. yo, there are like girls who would eat me for lunch. You know what I mean? And some oh, yeah. of them, I wish they would. You know yeah, what I mean? Of course, of course. <laughs> There's something kind of hot about the idea of like a girl overpowering you. you yeah, know what I mean, just like a girl who can kick my ass. <laughs> yep. Yep, whatever you need, honey. Whatever you whatever you want. Yep. And honestly, I, I think if you are a single woman who lives in a major metropolitan area, like in a city, or actually anywhere, you should have, and it sucks to say this, but you should have some sort of defense training. At least something. Yeah, it's 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 sad to say, but it's true. It's true. You know, they um, shouldn't have to, but mm-hmm. I think it, it is a good idea. And there are plenty of free classes online or in person when it's not COVID outside where you can get some sort of defense training or pepper spray or a taser. Yeah. Yeah. And it, sucks. Fair enough. it sucks to say that. Yep. Um, yeah, totally true. I, I, you know, there's, there's been, uh, in my feed lately, there's been a lot of um, like um, women's safety posts because of you know, with my with all my Marilyn Manson stuff going on, I'm I'm in this bubble of um, of like powerful women, yeah, you know, um, speaking up and using their voices and defending each other, and it's it's beautiful to see, but they're all sharing a bunch of these same memes, and one of them is like. Um, ways that men can like make women feel safer when you're walking. And I'm happy that a lot of them are stuff I do already. Like if you're, you know, if if a guy and a girl are walking towards each other at night, the dude should cross the street or like make a wide berth just to kind of let the girl know like, Hey, I'm like, I'm probably not going to kill you, which is just a fucked up thing to even think about. Or, you know, if you're, if you're walking behind a woman, don't walk at the same pace. Like try to walk faster and get past her. Or if you're running, try to run loud to not startle. Yeah. And uh, it's always just like um, um, uh, kind gestures to do. And it's just things that we as dudes just do not ever think about someone doing for us. And uh, it's fucked up. It's super fucked up. Yeah. I noticed like if I happen to come out of like a place, it doesn't matter what place it is. If I'm walking next to, a woman yep. and I, and I see that we're at the same pace. Like I'm kind of like, I put my head down in a beeline Walker guy anyway, Yep. but I just make sure I get the fuck out of there. And if I happen to be going in a direction and notice that it's um, a woman that's alone in front of me, typically I'll just stop. Right. Right. You know, like, ah, this looks like a good place to just chill out, have a smoke, look at my phone. What's going on? Twitter. Yep. I mean, just li- living in fear is not something that you and I think about very much. No. And uh, it's weird. I, I hope that these things can change. And it would be amazing if like um, some, some event happened in the world 
where all of a sudden women were uh, more powerful than men to see yeah. how things would change. Someone should make yeah. a movie of this. It should be a film where all of a sudden women become physically stronger. Cause that's what they, they, all this comes from physical strength. It has yeah. to, right? Like yeah. if, if thousands of years ago, whenever people came, millions, whatever it was, whenever people started, if women were the strong, physically stronger uh, sex, then we would be the ones that were scared to walk alone at night. Yeah. You know, it, it all has well, to do with physical strength. They say that like a man's greatest enemy or whatever is heart disease. And they say, yeah, women, it's men. That's fucking crazy. Yeah. 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 Louis C.K. has a bit about that, about the bravery of women to go on dates. Like basically, if something about like, I'm not going to try to do the joke, but the, the, the sum it up, it was like, you're basically going to dinner with a bear where at any point, if this bear decides to kill you, he can just kill you, yeah. you know? And like, you're thinking about maybe marrying him, but someday he might just become the bear and you just have to like, you know, I hope this guy, I hope this guy doesn't kill me soon. Um, yeah. And that's, and that's we wild. never have to think about that. Yeah. Yeah. Hey, thanks for listening, everybody. It's been a great, <laughs> <laughs> um, do you have a little bit more time? Oh, I, I got all the time in the world, bud. Okay. I'm going to, uh, I'm going to wrap up. I'm going to wrap up this show and then we're going to do a director's cut extended version for the Patreon folks. If that's, if that works for you. Yeah. All right. Um, Cause I want to talk to you about my first experiences being uh, on a stage, like watching a show from a stage Yeah. and um, just how weird life has been since then. I want to get your thoughts on that. And then I also want to talk to you about uh, Chris D'Elia, the comedian who got in trouble for like sexual assault allegations in June and was canceled immediately. And he's trying to make a comeback. And I wanted to get your, your thoughts about that and discuss some of that. And then we have a bunch of, of uh, listener questions. So we'll do maybe another half hour, an hour on Patreon. Yeah, we, can as, we can do as much as you want. Wonderful. Anything, anything for the Patreon peeps as someone it. who has a Patreon Yep. Yep. You know, where it's can people, like, where, where can people find that real quick? It's uh patreon.com forward slash bad wolves. Okay. You know, it's like, like when, when I when doing stuff for the Patreon is always just like when someone asks me like, Hey Conky, you know, uh, my kid's turning like 12 and she's a big fan of you guys. Like, could you just give me like a little video that just saying happy birthday to so-and-so? And I'll be like, you know what? I'll do you one better. Yeah. I'll give you the video. Send me your address. I'll send him a bunch of pics and an autograph picture too. Beautiful. You know, anything for the kids, anything Beautiful. for the patrons. Yep. You know what I mean? That's how I feel. I was just telling someone earlier, uh, my, my friend Ren, who is a big Dalia fan and she kind of started this conversation, but um, that Patreon has become like my favorite place to interact with uh with supporters and listeners of the show i love it you and i talked about it yeah but uh it's cool so um in the meantime follow kyle at ks conkeel on instagram and uh and twitter and all the stuff follow bad wolves official which is his band um and follow his patreon if you want and then please follow our patreon support it's great it's uh Makes me feel warm in the heart. So thank you to everyone who is contributing so far. Uh, Patreon.com slash Rareform Radio. If you want to get our extra episodes and uh, 
director's cuts. So we're going to do this. We're going to talk for another bunch of, it's going to be like a full other show. So yeah. if you want to continue this conversation, go there and to everybody else, we will see you next week. And tomorrow is just the futures yesterday. Bye. This is Lola, and I'm here to tell the world to stop being such pussies and listen to Rare Form Radio.